0: Amen. 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 So good for you to tune in online. Thank you for tuning in with us this morning. We're so excited for you to worship with us today. Amen. We'd love to invite you to come in. I know you watching online, but we'd love to see you in the building. Come worship with us in the morning. We're here. Start 10 a.m. sharp. So be here on time. We'd love to see you. Come worship with us. Come fellowship with us. we love to see you in the building. But again, thank you for tuning in online. And we just finished a four-week series that was entitled, How You Doing?, where well, we talked about emotional health, health as far as your emotions, health and relationships, and your mind and your spirit. And I would encourage you, if you hadn't listened to those messages, or even if you have, go back, take a listen to those. You can listen to them on Spotify, on our podcast. You can download our uh, app. All the messages are on the app with the notes as well. Even this morning, all of our notes for this morning's message are going to be on the app as well, so you can download that. Uh, for your leisure, and you can take a look at that. But man, I'm excited to share the word with you today. Can I give y'all a little insight of how this message went down this week? Are y'all okay with that? Yeah. Is that cool? A little insight on, on how this message went down to, uh, for the, today. So earlier this week, at the beginning of the week, like Monday, tomorrow and I, we were just talking and just dis- discussing the situation that, was, uh, that we were facing, and We both wanted to pray and seek the Lord about the situation just to make sure that we were on the same page. And so we're like, we're going to seek the Lord independently. You seek the Lord. I'll seek the Lord. Then we'll come back together, see what the Lord says to both of us and see if we're on the same page because we want to be on the same accord on this decision. And I remember that night uh, I was sitting in my chair in the room and I remember it wasn't an audible voice, but I heard the Lord speak to me and he said, will you speak out the things that I've already declared over you? And I was like, where'd that come from? I'm just sitting in the chair. I'm like, I'm not watching TV, I'm just sitting in the chair. And he's like, will you declare the things that I've already spoken over you? And I said, well, yes. And then that was it. I didn't hear anything else. That was just all of I heard. And I was just sitting there thinking about it. And that gave me the title to today's message, which is Faith to Speak. So, to this morning, we're going to talk about faith to speak. So, that next morning, I woke up and I came to the church and I went to my office. And this is how usually I prepare for all of my messages. First, I I pray and then I uh, get on my laptop and I just write down all my thoughts. I just brainstorm. I write down all my thoughts that I'm thinking about for the message. I get scripture references. And that's what I did. I started writing down all my thoughts, got scripture references everything that I was getting prepared for the message. And then, once I do, I'm a brainstorming, and I get everything down on the paper, on my laptop, then I organize. So I was like, OK, let's make sense of this. I got all these thoughts, but let's make sense of it. Let's organize it, put some structure to it. But as I started putting structure to it, and I started organizing it, I was like, man, this is not really good. I was like, I, I was like I'm not really, I know what I want to say, but this is not it. Like, this is, it's just not flowing well. And I am just like, man, it's like I know I want to talk about faith to speak, but what I want to say, I don't feel like I'm really communicating what I want to say. And then in that moment, I just kind of pushed back in my chair a little bit and just started thinking. I felt the Holy Spirit say, read the story about blind Bartimaeus. And I said, well, I read that story a million times. I know that story. It's just like I'm sure a lot of you. How many of you have heard the story of blind Bartimaeus? Oh, well, it's everybody in here. The story, story of blind Bartimaeus. Some people like to call him blind Nicodemus. <laughs> but, uh, but blind Bartimaeus. And I was like, blind Bartimaeus? I was like, man, I've read that story a million times. And so I said, all right, Lord, I've read the story. But this time, something was different. It was like, I don't know if I just forgot or whatever the case may be, but it was some things that stood out in that story this time that I either forgot about or I just didn't recognize. But it really stood out to me in that moment as I was reading that story this time. So that's going to be the main topic or the main reference point that we're going to preach from today is the story of Blonde Bartimaeus. But as I read it, I don't want you to read the story and think, "Oh, I've heard that story before. I know what he's going to say. I know how it ends and all that." No. Allow the Holy Spirit to speak something new to you today, because the whole point of this message today is, I want to ignite your faith to have faith to speak out. And at the beginning of the year, we dubbed this year, I felt like the Lord gave me one word for this year, this is the year of faith. And you can't have a year of faith without the Lord testing your faith. And I feel like every area of my life has been tested in faith this year. Like, literally, like, Lord, you said it was the year of faith, you put my faith to the test. (laughs) Like, for real, and I feel like the Lord has put me to the test of faith, but I believe that on the horizon of that is some awesome miracles that's going to take place. I believe when your faith is being tested and you have to endure hardships and difficulties and trials and tribulations, there's a breakthrough on the horizon if you don't give up. But also, there's a faith that says, I still need to declare and to speak out those things that God has already promised and declared. But today we're going to look at this story, and there's some things that we have to do in order to have faith to speak out. Because you know the enemy, he's going to do everything that he can to try to keep you in a place where you don't speak out. Yeah. He wants to keep you silent. He wants to, don't, don't, don't say that. Don't, don't, don't go out on the limb and say that. And we're going to get into it in a minute, but let's just open up in prayer and then we'll get into the message. Holy Spirit, we thank you for this privilege, for this moment to be in your presence to hear from you uh, clearly. Speak to our hearts today something new, something fresh that would give us the faith to speak out and the faith to declare the things that you already promised us in, in, in your word, in Jesus' name, amen. 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 And I was just starting to think about faith to speak out and what all that means. So say, for instance, if you believe in God, I'm just throwing out things here. Say if you believe in God for, um, for healing, Like emotional healing, like you've had a lot of trauma, a lot of things going through your emotions and in your life, and you say, God, I'm believing you for healing. And what if one day you're in prayer and the Lord speaks out and declares you're healed? But what if your emotions say, I don't feel healed? I still feel everything. Will you have the faith to speak out and declare, well, God says I'm healed, so I'm healed? Will you have the faith to speak it out, even though it may not align with your emotions? Or what if you're saying, God, I'm believing for breakthrough in my finances. And God says, you're blessed. I'm going to bless your finances. And you say, well, my bank account doesn't, doesn't seem to add up to that. So, or do you have the faith to speak out what God has already declared? Amen. And there's so many situations. We could go down a long list of things that we could say that, what are you really believing God for? But when God speaks out to you and says, hey, I want to give this to you, do you have the faith to speak out even it doesn't align in the natural? And I look at this story of blind Bartimaeus, and this story speaks out to me in so many ways, and we're going to read it. But first, Revelation 12, 11, it says, they triumph over him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. What does that mean? That means this, you overcome the enemy by declaring to him, this is what happened, this is what God has already done, or this is what God will do, and I'm going to declare it in your presence so I can declare victory over you. We overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Your testimony is a powerful tool that the enemy wants to keep you silent over. He doesn't want you to go back and remember the things that God has helped you overcome. He wants to keep you silent. But that's why we have to have faith to speak. Faith to speak. Just remember, this is a theme this morning. Faith to speak. Say faith Faith to to speak. That's what we're talking about. Faith to speak. In Matthew Chapter 10, verses 46 through 52, this is where we'll spend the rest of the day. And this is my favorite style of preaching, expository preaching, where you just take one text or one passage, and you just camp out here for the whole message. Because I love it because you get your whole message from these points right here. You can look at it, and then the, what they taught us is you first, you, when you get the text or the passage, you observe it. What is it saying? And then you interpret it. What does it mean? And then it's the application. How does this apply to my life? So that's what we're going to do today. We're going to observe the text. We're going to uh, interpret the text. And then we're going to apply it to our lives. Amen? Amen? Amen. Matthew chapter 10, verse 46 through 52. And if you heard the story before, ask the Lord, Lord, show me something new. Don't let this be just something familiar. Show me something new today like he did to me. Amen. Amen. Verse 46, it says, then they reached Jericho. And as Jesus and his disciples left town, a large crowd followed him. A blind beggar named Bartimaeus was sitting beside the road. So here we have blind Bartimaeus sitting beside the road. In verse 47, when Bartimaeus heard that Jesus of Nazareth was nearby, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. But be quiet. Many of the people yelled at him. But he only shouted louder, son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus heard him and he stopped him and said, tell him to come here. So they called the blind man, cheer up, they said. Come on, he's calling you. Bartimaeus threw aside his coat, jumped up and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked. My rabbi, the blind man said, I want to see. And Jesus said to him, go for your faith has healed you. Instantly, the man could see, and he followed Jesus down the road. That's the story of blind Bartimaeus. I've heard that. I don't know how many times I've read it. I don't know how many times, but I believe today that the Lord is going to extract some things from this past these short few scriptures today. That's going to help us to have faith to speak out when the enemy tries to silence us. Amen. So there's three things that really stood out. There's more than that. But these are three things that really stood out to me that I feel like is going to help you today when we need faith to speak out. The first thing that we need to do when we have to have faith to speak out is this. We have to recognize the moment. Yeah. Recognize the moment. You can write that down if you're taking notes. Recognize the moment. Blind Bartimaeus recognize this is my moment. It says he was sitting beside the road. Obviously, he's blind. He can't see. But he hears a commotion going on. He hears the crowd of people coming. What, what's going on? And I'm pretty sure at this point, everybody has heard of Jesus. They know he was traveling from city to city. They've heard of his exploits, the miracles that he's performed, all the healings that took place. He, blind Bartimaeus, when he heard Jesus was coming, he said, oh, my goodness, this is my moment. This is it. This is my moment. And I'm not going to miss out on my moment. But when you get truly tired of your situation, guess what happens? you become desperate. When you truly become tired of your situation, you become desperate. It says that as soon as he heard the crowds of people coming and he heard people shouting, he said that he began to cry, Jesus, son of David, son of David uh, Jesus, son of Jesse, uh, David, son of Jesse uh, David, son of Jesse, have mercy on me. He began to, he, this is my moment. He said, like, I'm tired of being blind. I want to see this is my moment. And he began, and they told him, be quiet, man, be quiet. And what did he say to do? He began to shout even louder because he recognized this is my moment. And I began to just, to just to ponder on that thought in the moment. Every time we have an opportunity to come in God's presence is an opportunity for that moment. Whatever it is that you've been asking God for, whatever it is that you've been believing God for, whenever you come into his presence, it is an opportunity for that moment. You just have to recognize, this is my moment. And by faith, you have to declare, this is my moment. Because again, you could keep walking through things that you've been battling and dealing with for as long as you wanted to. But when you get desperate enough and you realize, no, this is my moment, I'm not missing out, guess what? Then the Lord begins to move on your behalf. But you have to recognize that this is my moment. Every time we come in God's presence through worship on Sunday mornings, on prayer on Wednesday nights, it's an opportunity where you're in your private time with the Lord at at your house or wherever. It is an opportunity in that moment for God to speak something to you, for God to do something in your life, but you just have to recognize, I'm in this moment. But how many times do we allow the enemy to clot our minds with? Well, what do I? I'm, I have a busy schedule. I got so much going on, and we could get in God's presence, and we could think about all the things you're thinking about your problems, your issues in God's presence. Well, that's a great place to leave it. That's a great place to bring it to Him and say, God, what? This is what I'm dealing with. I'm desperate. This is what I need. I'm crying out to you. But we just... Oh, I'm just having a... I'm just having a rough time, Lord. Ooh, it's hard right now, Lord. It's hard right now. It's hard. And we dwell on what we're going through instead of recognizing this is the moment that he can free us and deliver us from what we're walking through. We just have to recognize what? This is the moment. This is my moment. I'm not going to let it pass me by. And Bartimaeus said, you know what? I'm not going to let this moment. I've been blind. I don't know how old he was. I've been blind my whole life. Guess what? This is my moment. I want to see. So guess what? I'm crying out. This is my moment. Your situation will stay the same as long as you allow it to. You will stay in the same situation you will stay in. We just talked about last week emotions. You're going to stay in your emotions as long as you allow it to. Lord, I'm tired of feeling like this. Well, then stop. You have the power to do it. Declare it. Speak out of faith. I'm tired of feeling like this. Bring it to the Lord. Lord, I'm going to overcome these emotions. Lord, I'm going to overcome this sadness. Lord, I'm going to overcome these wrong thoughts. And I'm going to get self-control over my life. And then do it. Amen. But as long as, you, as long as you allow it, guess what? You continue on in the same state you will. Guess, guess what happened? If Jesus would have rolled by and Bartimaeus saw Jesus coming and he wouldn't have said anything, guess what would have happened to him? He would have still been blind. <laughs> Nothing. Because he said, you know what? He wasn't in a situation where he was desperate enough. Yeah. I remember when I first got saved. I've told, probably told this story before. If you heard it, uh, this story, please forgive me. But when I really, like the first time I got saved for real, for real, I was at the barber shop, And I was sitting in, I just got in a chair. He just put the, the, the cape around me and put the little ribbon around my neck. And he turned on the clippers and he was about to start cutting my hair. And I turned around, and I told him, stop. And he looked at me like, whoa, what you mean stop? I said, I have to go. And he was like, go where? And my dad was with me, and I was like, I need to go to the church. And I ripped the cape off, I ripped the little paper off, and I said, "That we need to go. And my dad is looking at me crazy, like, what's wrong with this boy? Like, something, something. But I was desperate. I was like, you know what? I can't go another moment. I can't even wait to get a haircut. Like, I, I'm, I'm desperate. I'm tired of my situation. It needs to change. I realized this is my moment. Yeah. And I said, you know what? I, I'm leaving. I'm going to the church. I literally walked out of the barbershop, went to my car, grabbed my CDs. I had a whole thick stack of CDs. <laughs> I went to the dumpster. I threw the CDs in the dumpster, and we went straight to the church. I went to the church lobby, and the secretary was there, Miss Seneca. I said, Miss Seneca? I was like, well, I didn't say Miss Seneca. I didn't really know her at the time, but I know her now. But I was like, I need to speak to a pastor. And she said, okay. And a pastor came down, and he said, young man, what what can I do for you? I said, I need to get saved. He was like, okay, well, let's pray. He prayed for me right there in the lobby, and I received salvation. And on the outside, nothing really felt like it changed. But on the inside... I knew something, this is a moment. This is a moment that I'm not going to forget. And not 10 minutes later, there was another gentleman in the church that was walking through. And he said, do you mind? And he kind of heard what happened. I just got saved. He said, do you mind if I pray for you to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit? I said, sure. Not really fully understanding, like, what all that meant. But I said, sure. And he began to pray for me. And at first, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to say. I was just kind of standing there. And he said, this is something that you have to receive by faith. And I said, okay. And then I just kind of relaxed. And the next thing I know, I started speaking in tongues. So I got saved. I got filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And about 20 minutes after that, I went out witnessing with another group of gentlemen that was in the (laughs) church. So I had a full experience in them. But I recognized this is my moment. Yeah. And when you get desperate, you realize this is my moment, and I'm going to speak out what it is that I want from God. For me, I said I need salvation, yeah. and I'm going to cry out for it, and I'm not going to allow the enemy to intimidate me, to keep me silent. No, I'm, I need salvation. I need to be saved. I can't live another moment in this sinful state. I need to be forgiven. I felt, I'm telling you, my life changed forever that day in August in 2000, what, yeah. 2004. My life was forever changed. But blind Bartimaeus, he, rea- he realized, this is my moment. But also what I noticed about this story as well is this, is that it says that the people, when blind Bartimaeus started to cry out, they said, be quiet. They tried to silence him. What does that mean? What, what, what does that mean? To me, when I started reading that the Lord was saying this, is that there are people that they begin to get so familiar with the things of God when you begin to cry out for them, they begin to try to silence you because they're, they've gotten too familiar with the things of God. But not only that, but, they, but your crying out makes them realize that, hey, I was once in a place where I used to cry out for God, but now I don't because I've not stopped pursuing him. And it brings shame on them, so they want to silence you because it brings conviction on them because they realize, man, I was desperate like that at one point. I was desperate, like Bartimaeus said, stop, stop all that. Don't bring attention to us. Because what what they were saying is, don't bring attention on me. Because I realized I was desperate like you at one point, but now I've got, oh, here comes Jesus. They heard about Jesus too. Why weren't they excited? Because they got familiar with the stories. I've been there. You ever had people that, well, I've been there. Oh, I heard this story before. I know you talk about blind Bartimaeus. You probably thought that yourself. I, well, why are you talking about this? I did not heard this message before. How many times have you heard people, you, you express your excitement for the things of God? Well, just live a little bit longer and you'll see it's not always what you think. But I'm excited about <laughs> serving God. It, you just see, just keep living long enough. I've lived long enough to see things don't always pan out the way you think. And it's like they're trying to rain on your. What is that? Disappointment. Things didn't work out the way it did for them, so they trying to cast that on you. They're trying to silence you. Stop all that passionate praise. You don't need to do all that. The Lord knows your heart. And they try to silence your praise, just like they tried to do blind Bartimaeus. They tried to silence them because they got familiar with the things of God. Don't allow yourself to get familiar with God's prayer. Oh, it's Wednesday night prayer again. No, this is a moment. Oh, it's Sunday morning worship. again. No, this is a moment. Yes. And when you get that, you recognize this is a moment and you don't allow yourself to get familiar and you stay passionate and crying out to the things of God. God, this is what I need. God, this is what I want for you. Guess what? Now you position yourself for God to move. Yeah. Don't get familiar with the things of God like those people did. Because ha- it's the enemy trying to silence you. Don't allow him to silence. You have to have faith to what? to speak. Faith to speak. That's the first thing. We have to recognize this is the moment. That's the first thing. Second thing we have to do is let go of shame and pride. Let go of shame and pride. When you're free from shame and pride, you don't care how you look. You don't. When it comes to, I'm talking about the things of God. Like, you you don't care. You can laugh at me. You can talk about me. But guess what? I'm free. (laughs) I'm getting free today. This is my moment, but guess what? Shame and pride, it's gotta go. Because what does the enemy try to do when you try to draw closer to God? He tries to hit you with that shame and pride. What about those attitudes? What about the things you used to do? Who you used to be? Well, yeah, that's who I used to be. I'm trying to walk in freedom now. I'm i I'm I'm trying to get free, but he'll try to shout. No, you can't speak out. Don't speak out in faith because you know how you know how you are. You know if somebody crossed you, you know how that temple of yours is. You know how that attitude of yours is. And, and he will try to shame you and, and, and allow pride to say, well, don't say it because people are going to think you crazy. You, you're supposed to have it together by now. People are supposed to think you. It's like, I don't care what people think. If I need to get freedom, I'm going to the altar and I'm going to get free. Yeah. But pride, that pride boy, that pride boy, ooh, pride is a thing. It can get in the way to keep you from receiving the very thing that you need. But when they told him, stop shouting, it says he started shouting even yeah, louder, louder, meaning that I don't care, pride and shame. Y'all can think I'm crazy. I'm yes. already blind. Yes. But guess what? Yes. I'm going to keep shouting even yes. louder because yes. that's how desperate I am. Yes. I'm letting go. To me, that represents he's letting go of shame and pride. Yes. They knew it. They, did. they said they called him a beggar, not just that he was blind, but he was a beggar. How many of you want to be recognized as a beggar? Nobody. Nobody. Who wants to be? Oh, oh! There goes tomorrow. That beggar. Here she comes. The beggar. Here come the beggar. Here comes the beggar. And every time they saw him, I'm pretty sure they said, "There goes blind Bartimaeus. That beggar. You know he's blind. He can't see, so he' gonna beg you, and he try to get it, draw that sympathy for you to give him a few coins." And he, he, they identified him as a beggar. So that, to me, that says that atta- they tried to attach shame on him. They tried to attach that shame on him to silence him when he tried to speak out. And they tried to, hey, that's that beggar. You're just a beggar. You're blind now. You can't see. I know you, you think you're excited, but just calm down. Boy, that enemy will try to silence you right in the moment where this is my moment where God can deliver you. He'll try to bring that shame and pride to keep you from receiving. You just on the brink of a breakthrough. He'll try to silence you and keep you from speaking out in faith. But this is what also is interesting about that story as well. He was crying out. They knew he was blind. They knew he couldn't see. But guess what? They already had what he didn't have, sight. They already had it. So why in the world would you try to silence him or from getting the thing that you already have? Sight. Are those his friends? Is that people he should be in the B group with or the life group with? Oh, this is my community of folks. They, they so encouraging. I don't think that's encouraging at all. The very thing that they had, they tried to keep him from receiving. Isn't that crazy? All he wanted was his sight. They had that. And it's like, what that says is this, is that I already have it. I don't want you to receive it either. The enemy tried to say, I, the enemy already knows everything that God has for you. He'll do everything he can to keep you from receiving that. He'll put people in your life that you think, oh, they have what I need. Yeah, but they're not going to help you get there. They're gonna to try to silence you. And you have to make sure Am I surrounding myself in the right crowd? Yeah. Am I with the right crowd of people? Am I with the right community of believers that's gonna encourage me when they know I'm in time of need and I'm crying out? They say, Yes, I'm gonna cry out with you, not silence you. Yeah. They tried to silence this man, the beggar, the blind man. The thing they already had, they didn't want him to receive it. But the enemy tried to do that. He tried to hold you with their pride and keep you with shame and and to a place where you remain silent. We say, no, I'm going to have faith to speak out. I want my sight. I'm going to speak out. And people once, uh, and as I mentioned before, the people also represent those that were once were passionate about Jesus, but they drifted away. I'm pretty sure there's people that's been in your life that at one point you looked up to them and you saw where they were. They were passionate about the things of God, time goes by and you hadn't seen him for a while, and you begin to share what God has done in your heart, and then they're like, yeah, okay, that's good. That's good for you. It's like, but what about you? Oh, I'm okay. And you talk, and they try to change the subject real quick because what it means is it bringing light on them that, hey, I once had that passion as well, but now it's gone because I stopped crying out because I allow shame or pride to get in the way and say, God, I need help. But when pride gets in the way, pride is the biggest thing to keep you from receiving what you need from God. Because pride says, I am more than enough. I can figure it out. I can help myself overcome this. But God has said, no, humble yourself before me, and I will give you the strength to overcome whatever it is that you're walking through. And it's easier his way. How many times have you said, I got this. I'll figure it out. Oh, I can overcome. I can stop anytime I want to. How's that working out for you? Not too good. But when you we humble ourselves and we say, God, I freely give this to you, guess what? It's easy his way. It's easy. And we're going to see what happened to blind Bartimaeus, next, blind Bartimaeus next. what happened was this. Jesus said, hey, call him over here. And isn't it interesting that when Jesus brought attention to him, that the people around him said, oh, cheer up, friend. He's calling you. <laughs> He's calling you. Cheer up, friend. Look, he's calling you. What is that? Now that the tension, attention, they're trying to put on the good Christian face now. Oh, oh yes, we have it together, Jesus. <laughs> We're helping our dear brother Bartimaeus to you. No, no, no. Don't, don't try to change up now. Don't try to change up now. Now that, now that the light is try, shining back on you, don't try to put on the good fake Christian face and put on the say the right things. No, what happened to the be quiet before Jesus comes over there? Don't be two-faced. Don't wear the mask. Don't be the Christian that knows how to say the right thing on Sunday morning, but then go on Monday and live like an Ethan. I'm not saying that's y'all. I'm just saying, don't be that person. Don't, don't live that way. But that's what they did. Oh, cheer up. Let's read it again. That's what they said. When Jesus heard them, he stopped them and said, tell him to come here. So they called the blind man. Cheer up, they said. Come on, he's calling you that tone changed real quick when Jesus put the spotlight on them, didn't it? Changed real quick. But we have to make sure we don't let guilt and shame and pride keep us from receiving our moment and we have faith to speak out. And this is the third and the final thing when we have to have faith to speak out is this. Continue to pursue Jesus. Continue to pursue Jesus. When Jesus, when he walked over to Jesus, we'll read it again. Bartimaeus threw aside his coat, jumped up, and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you, Jesus asked. My rabbi, the blind man, said, I want to see. And Jesus said to him, go, for your faith has healed you. Instantly, the man could see, and he followed Jesus down the road. What interesting that stuck out to me that I saw this before, but I guess I never saw it this way, is that when he, Jesus healed him, he said, go, your faith has healed you. He didn't say, come follow me, he didn't say, come be my disciple. He just said, go, your faith has healed you. And he says, instantly his sight was restored to him, and then he immediately followed Jesus down the road. So that means that he made a conscious decision to say, you know what, I'm going to continue to pursue Jesus. Jesus didn't tell him to. He made it up in his mind and said, I'm going to continue to pursue. So what does that mean for us? We, God, I declare, this is what I need from you. Usually you come to God when you're in a deep, dark place or you're in a place of need. And when you're in a place of need and God provides that need and you say, thank you, Jesus, and then you go back to the crowds. Then you go back to those same people that he left. You go back to them and hang out with them again. If he didn't continue to pursue Jesus, guess what would happen to him? He would have went back and he would have been just like those same people in the crowd and he wouldn't have continued to pursue Jesus. Yes, he would have had his sight, but he still wouldn't have had his life changed. Think about the life-changing opportunity it is when we say, I'm going to continue to pursue Jesus. Yes, I received what I called for or I asked you for, but guess what? I'm going to continue to pursue you. Because now that he had his sight, Jesus was saying, I want to send you on an adventure that you know nothing about. Think about it. His whole life he's blind. Now he sees. What do I do now? Why not follow the one that gave me sight? I'm pretty sure he would have some directions or some instructions on how I should live my life now because he's the one that gave me sight. Yes. Isn't that a good per- wouldn't that be a good person to follow? It says immediately he followed him down the road. That's just how good I should be for us. Whenever we declare, God, I have the faith to speak out and declare what it is I need from you. And you speak it out and he answers, guess what? Guess what you say? God, I'm still following you. Yes. God, I'm still pursuing you. Thank you for answering this prayer, but I'm not turning my back on you. I'm, because we see it time and time again. People, they do bad. Then they get them a little job. They start, God starts moving in their life. Then you don't see him for a while. What is that? Because they just needed God for some things, and they thought of God as a genie. And then when he started changing things around, oh, I'm back on track. I don't need him anymore until they need him again. But it's a lot easier when you just continue to pursue him. Because he never promised that hardships would come. He never promised that troubles and tribulations would come because those things will come. Isn't it funny that people think that when they get saved, oh, all my problems are going to go away. I don't know who told you that lie. I really don't know. I don't know who told you. Oh, 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 all my suffering is gone. I, I have faith to believe in Jesus. My suffering is, well, ask Paul about that. Paul said, Lord, if you are able, please take this thorn that's in my side. Please take it away. He says, my grace is sufficient. Meaning that, no, I'm not taking that suffering away from you, but my grace is sufficient for you to walk through it. But you have to continue to pursue me. As long as you continue to pursue me, my grace is sufficient. As soon as you stop pursuing me, guess what? That grace runs out. And now you're back on your, you doing your own thing. And you're trying to figure it out. And you get, what do I do? Go back to continue to pursue Jesus. Bartimaeus is a good lesson here. He says, I got what I need, but I'm going to continue to pursue him. If you believe in and waiting on God for do something, a breakthrough in your life right now, when you receive it, continue to pursue him. Don't stop. Keep going. Is it going to be easy the whole time? No. That's encouraging, isn't it? No, it's not. But guess what? His grace is sufficient. His grace is sufficient to help you overcome everything that you walk through. Because the enemy is going to try to silence you to keep you from speaking out. I'm telling you, when, you, when it, it's hard to, to speak out in faith when you're waiting on the promise of God. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it's easy, depending upon how strong your faith is. But when you're in the feelings and you feel everything that you're going through, sometimes the hardest thing to do is to speak out in faith and declare over your situation and call those things as, not, as though they were. But Bartimaeus said, I'm going to continue to pursue them. And as long as you continue to pursue Jesus, I don't know how he does it, I don't know when he does it, but he works everything out for your good. Everything for your good, if you continue to pursue him. That's the key. You have to continue to pursue him. And sometimes the enemy will throw everything at your way to stop you from pursuing you. I'm pretty sure when Bartimaeus starts, it says immediately immediately. So that means he left his, he said he threw his coat away, and so he left his coat. He probably got another one. But he was like, I'm, I'm that, to me that signifies I'm leaving everything behind. Everything that I, in this, before my uh, moment with Christ, I'm leaving everything behind to follow you and pursue you in a new way. And what I, I would love to get to heaven and so tell me what happened after you began to pursue Jesus. What are the, the, can you think of the stories and the, the miracles that he saw? And he's, oh, boy, let me tell you, of all the, the joy in his heart, his life totally changed because he recognized his moment. Think about what you've been walking through in your life if you just realized, this is my moment. And you just took hold of it by faith, and you had the faith to speak out and declare, this is my moment. Shame and guilt, I'm not going to allow you to keep me silent. I'm not going to allow you to hold me back. And guess what? I'm going to continue to pursue Jesus. And when you do those things, you're going to have the faith, not only to speak out, but the faith to withstand anything that the enemy takes, uh, throws at you. Because you say, you know what? I'm standing strong on my solid foundation in Christ. I know that God would never leave me nor forsake me, though things may be difficult and I may not know up from down. But guess what? His grace is sufficient to help me overcome anything that I walk through as long as I continue to pursue him. So I want to encourage you, continue to pursue him. Is it going to be easy the whole time? No, but that's okay. His grace is sufficient. We are trying to figure it out. I don't know what tomorrow holds, uh, trying to think about five to ten years from now, but I do know this, as long as I continue to, uh, continue to pursue him, he'll make it clear. He always makes it clear. Think about how many times you were unsure about certain things, and you just kept pursuing him, and eventually he made it clear. You say, well, how did, how did that happen? You just kept pursuing him. Keep pursuing him, y'all. I just want to encourage you this morning, continue to pursue him. Don't allow the enemy to stop you from pursuing him because that's ultimately what he's trying to do is stop. That's what he wants you to do. He, don't, he knew that eventually that the crowd of people with Bartimaeus, they knew this one thing. If Jesus hit them, he was going to follow them. They tried to do everything that they could to keep him from pursuing Jesus because they wanted him to be in a crowd just like them. Don't follow the crowd. Pursue Jesus. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for the word this morning. I thank you that it encourages us, Lord God, to continue to pursue you. I thank you right now, Lord God, that we would have the the faith and and the sensitivity to recognize that this is my moment. That every time we come into your presence, that we could come boldly and confidently and say, God, this is an opportunity for me to receive and to declare the things that you've already declared over me. I just speak those things out by faith right now, and I receive it by faith. That no longer will we allow shame and pride and guilt to, to hold us back. From, from speaking out in faithful God, or to silence us, but we would say, I lay down my shame. I lay down my pride. I lay down that guilt. And I say, Lord, I lay it down and I receive your mercy. I receive your forgiveness. I receive your joy. I receive your healing. And not only that, but I'm going to continue to pursue you. No matter what the enemy throws my way, Lord, I'm going to pursue you all the days of my life. And with long life, you will satisfy with long life, you will satisfy us. I thank you that you have great things in store for us, Lord. I bind every lie of the enemy that will try to tell us otherwise, that will try to tell us that there's no plan, there's no purpose, there's no future for us. I rebuke those lies in the name of Jesus. And I pray that as we continue to pursue you, that you will make it clear, that you're making our path clear, Lord God, for the, 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 the problems and the situations that we've been seeking you about. I pray that you make it clear, Lord God. Make it clear. Let us not longer wonder in doubt or fear or, or, or uncertainty, but let it have a confidence on the inside of us that we know for without a shadow of a doubt that you are with us and your grace is sufficient for us to walk through anything that comes our way. Thank you for renewed strength that's arising on the inside of us this morning. A renewed strength, Lord God, that says, take a new grip with your tired and weary hands. That means you got to let go. To take a new grip means you got to let go. So, Lord, we let go of everything that's been holding us back. Every weight, everything that we've been holding on to with our own strength, we let it go right now, and we take a new grip with your strength. That you strengthen us, Lord God, to take a new grip as we take step by step and continue to in you. Lord, we love you. We give you all the glory, honor, and praise this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, y'all give the Lord a hand clap of praise this morning if you believe that. Man, are y'all encouraged this morning? Faith to speak. Allow the Lord to strengthen you and you have the boldness to say, you know what? I'm going to speak and declare this by faith. Amen. Amen. One more uh, prayer moment. I just want to ask everyone just to bow their head and close our eyes. I just want to give one more opportunity. That's for anyone you're watching online, anyone in the auditorium that says, man, I, we're talking about pursuing Jesus. I want to make a commitment today, or I followed Jesus at one point, but I strayed away. But I want to make a fresh commitment to continue to pursue him today. If that's you, you in the room, you watching online, I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you in this moment, because this is your moment. This is your moment for salvation. This is your moment for forgiveness. This is your moment to receive God's healing. And I believe that this is your moment and you're going to take advantage of it. Amen. So with no one looking around, if that's you, you want me to pray with you. You want to join in on that and say, God, I want to make a fresh commitment today to pursue you. If you're in the room, just lift your hand. Amen. 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 I see your hands. I want to ask everyone just to place their hand over their heart. I'm just gonna ask everyone, you watching online, you repeat this with us as well. Y'all repeat this, say, thank you Jesus. Because this is my moment. This is my moment for salvation. This is my moment for forgiveness. And I receive it by faith. Guilt and shame, I lay you down right now at the foot of the cross. And I receive your new mercies, which are new every day. Lord, I thank you that I will follow you and pursue you all the days of my life. Give me the strength to to, to continue to make a fresh commitment to you daily. Lord, I love you. I honor you. I worship you. I give you my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. One more time, let's give a hand clap for those that made the decision to follow Christ. If you're in the room, you made that decision, and the seat back in front of you, uh, there is a card that says, uh, let's connect. But on the back, it says, I made a decision. Uh, um, uh, Fill that card out. Drop it in on the offer bucket. we love to connect with you. But also, we have water baptisms next week. So if you made a salvation within the past month or so, and you just say, man, I've recently, within a month or two, or even longer than that, you said, I've made a fresh commitment to the Lord, but I want to get water baptized. Come join us next week. We'll be right here at 10 a.m. Come get water baptized. We love to celebrate that moment with you as well. And uh, thank you so again, so much again for tuning in with us this morning. But before we are dismissed, uh, I want to pray for the offering for you that are prepared to give online. We're going to pray for the offering, and then you guys are dismissed online. Lord, I thank you for those that are prepared to give today. I thank you right now, Lord God, for everything that's coming in that you would bless it, Lord God, that you would stretch it. I thank you for bonuses, promotions, raises coming. Lord God, teaching every person that is cheerfully given to you today, Lord God, and that are faithful to give to you. I pray that you bless it, that you would stretch it, that it will be a blessing to the whole family. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And again, the ways that you can give, you can give on our app. You can go to our website at newlifemobile.org, or you can mail in a check, a money order. But thank you so much for tuning in with us this morning. We love you guys. Thank you so much for worshiping with us. Come see us in the building next Sunday at 10 a.m. Also, we have prayer this Wednesday at 6.30. You want to uh, don't want to miss that as well, but love you guys. Y'all have a great rest of the day, and we will see you next Sunday.